Hello everyone and welcome to Reliving the Extreme. Nate Maxson, your host here with you and this week we are reviewing the episode of ECW from July the 4th, 1995. I know there was a bit of a delay in this week's episode coming out and that was because this episode was completely snake bit. When we first started trying to record it last week, um, the internet, we I don't know, I don't know to be honest with you if it was in the uh, program we used to record, if it was somebody's internet connection or whatever, but it it was a total shit show <laughs> trying to record the episode the first time. And then, you know, people's schedules, people have work and things. Uh, Chad and Aaron had stuff going on, so we had some scheduling issues to get back in and try to record the rest of the episode. So, essentially, this week's show is a uh, combination of two separate tapings. The first of which is going to sound kind of choppy, the first part of the show, just because, like I said, we had some connection issues and such, and it's a, it was kind of a nightmare. So stay tuned, because it is a good show. Um, and then uh, the, just last night, we got to actually record the review of the July 5th episode of ECW for your consumption. Um, if you would like to support the show, we are now on Patreon, patreon.com backslash reliving the extreme, different tiers there. And one of the tiers is, uh, no matter whether the recording goes well, goes poorly, whatever, um, I put the video stream recording of the show immediately onto the Patreon page and the raw audio of every show as well. So um, anything that gets edited out, anything we talk about beforehand or after the show, which sometimes is really entertaining, is available there on Patreon. Plus, we are going to introduce bonus shows for the Patreon as well as, in one of the tiers, you, yourself, the listener, can be a special guest co-host for select episodes of the show. Um, if you want to support us, like I said, it's patreon.com backslash extreme. Moving on, let's get to this. July the 4th, 1995 is the episode of ECW we are reviewing. Like I said, the first part of the show, some of the audio may be choppy, um, a little disjointed. Again, it just had to do with the uh, the connection issues. I tried to clean it up as much as I could for you. So here we go. Reliving the extreme. Let's get going, folks. I said, um, are we going to talk about, uh, I guess, Vince? Are we going to talk about ECW? Well, we can talk about both because I don't think it's going to take us that long to talk about ECW this week. It's not that it's a bad show, but it's like Aaron said earlier, there's a lot, but there's not a lot. It's like one it's like one run on thing through most of the show. But Pretty the much. whole bit, the whole yeah, the whole Vince thing. And I mean, I never thought I'd see the day when when somebody else owned WWE. But it sounds like he weaseled his way back into being in power. Like he literally, he literally put in the employment contract that he gave himself last week, before the merger, that if they if somebody fires him, he gets a severance package, and if he quits, he gets a severance <laughs> package. <laughs> well, that's why I grew up mustache and shit. He's even more evil, Vince. Like <laughs> this is Vance McMahon, Vince's evil twin, Vance. The guy's ridiculous. The guy's ridiculous. Like, do, do you think he does this shit on purpose? <laughs> I don't, like, I do don't you know. Think he does this I, shit on purpose. I honestly think that Vince McMahon is like Donald Trump, where he has no idea that he's a human cartoon character. He has no idea how fucking ridiculous he, he, he grew up. He grew a pencil thin mustache and dyed his hair jet black. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking goof. 
like, like, there's no chance that nobody can see this, right? He was at home. He concocted this master plan, and he was like, you know what will make it even bigger? If I come back with hair completely black, <laughs> nobody will see that coming. Fuck yeah! <laughs> biggest biggest swerve, biggest swerve in wrestling history. How does he think that mustache thing is not like something that's anybody going to see it? You know, and, and you know what the funniest thing about the funniest thing about, the funniest thing the funniest thing about the mustache thing for me in the whole week is he was on CNBC on that Squawk Box show. You know, talking to like the the financial reporters, he's got an executive sitting next to him, and he and you know everybody sitting around him, all they can think about is how ridiculous this man is. But they've got they've yeah, got to have a serious they've got to have a serious business conversation with him. And I don't yeah, know, they're like just, they're all, they're all they're all sitting around, they're all snickering, like look at this guy, <laughs> he's a boob. <laughs> look at him, and it's like. Every like it, what, what I mean, what do you say? Like in a business meeting, is probably every ninety seconds that somebody's going, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and they're all looking, and they're, they're all like, "I can't sneeze, but you can have that mustache." Like, what do you think's more interrupting? <laughs> Fucking Vincent, man. Dude. If one of his talents wanted to have that drastic of a change, he'd make them like get permission. <laughs> oh, they would. He wouldn't allow it. Oh no, right. that's that's not happening. I need him to appear as it though. Like I want him to come on TV as Mustache McMahon. <laughs> mustache, mustache McMahon. McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He just walks into the, the fucking women's locker rooms like, who wants a mustache, right? <laughs> I've got $9 billion and nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely, what a crazy week. That, you know, it's. I don't watch, another thing real quick is I don't watch AEW, but uh, I guess Paige came out and like called a bunch of the fans like fat and flipped them off and called them neckbeard twats. Did you hear about this? I did not. Yeah, I guess she came out, and that's what she said. Like they, she flipped everybody off when she was walking down the aisle, and then like caught them all fat, neck bearded, flat. And AW Finder. Really, really, <laughs> that's stupid. They said uh, you can't say twat, and she goes, "Well, you guys sent me a list of words that I'm allowed to not say. I'm not allowed to say on TV, and that wasn't one of them." They're like, we didn't think it needed to be. And she goes, well, if you wanted it to be, you should have put it on the list. You know? Like, plus, I'm British, so it's something I say. <laughs> and then they were like, and you also body shamed everybody. You can't body shame the fan. That, that's what happened. If that's what happened, then she's been retaliated against because she sent a tweet out or whatever. What I don't know, Instagram, Twitter, what the fuck ever. I don't know. One of her social medias last week and said that that line that she said about finally getting to work for a real promoter or something or booker or something when she first came in was a line they fed her that she didn't want to say. And she went public with that. And now they're probably just pissed at her. Tony Khan's probably butt hurt. And that's, you yeah, know, they're retaliating. Stupid. 
Yeah, they can't body. Like, does, that, does anybody really give a Rick fuck? Rude. Rick Rude and don't, and don't, Rick, don't, Rick don't, Oh, sorry. I was going to say Rick Rude was one of the most over characters in the history of wrestling. And every single night he came out there and called them fat, out of yeah. shape, trash bag. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, don't, worry, bag. don't worry, though. Don't worry, though. Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho will somehow leech onto this and steal the heat. <laughs> oh, you think? And then, and then completely suck it out of the room. He latches himself onto every yeah. goddamn thing that gets over in that company. <laughs> that's, that's all Chris Jericho lives for. It's Bruce really, getting I, over. How can I get over on them? I read that interview with her, and I'm like, oh my god, that company is so fucking. It's, like, it's no. ridiculous. You can even body, you can even body shame people in the WWE. Like they, they, you know what I mean? Like, and they part try of, to. Sometimes part of cutting a wrestling promo is body shaming somebody. Rick Flair used to just point at a random person and say, "Shut up, fat boy," and it got a pop every time. <laughs> so what do you guys think I, 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 and then I want to talk about one other thing before we get to the ECW show but since we're talking about AEW Wembley Stadium that's a lofty fucking goal how many people do you think Chad AEW is actually going to put in Wembley Stadium I already, I already made my fucking is it going to look is it going to look like is it going to look like the Texas Stadium shows in the dying days of world class <laughs> Empty seats. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be like I. I. I already. Already. Guess it's gonna be fifty-seven thousand people. That's what I. I predict. Unless they they they, they papered town, you know, mm-hmm. papered, and let them all in for Come on, everybody. All <laughs> come on, come on in, London. Come Are they on doing in. a pay per view over there or something? Yep. Do they have black kids there? Let them all in. Just let them all yeah, they, in. Yeah, Aaron, I think it's all out next year. I believe that's yeah. the one that's they're gonna do it at Wembley Stadium. I just I don't know. It's a lot, it's a lofty goal. I, and you know, I've 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 they're seen gonna, some they're gonna need a lot of tarps. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but actually, you know what? If they have if they <laughs> if they have a card, if they have a card that features let's say what your 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 card to, in total features maybe what 30 talents. All together, you know, be set divided up between seven matches or whatever. They still have enough rest of their roster to fill some of the stadium. <laughs> they've got enough. They've got enough. They've got enough people signed. They could probably fill the stadium with their talent. That's the only. That's the only way they. That's the only way they'd stand a chance is because they do have a lot of connections with like foreign companies and shit like that. So they, they I don't think they could draw this just using their talent. It's going to have to be a bunch of interpromotional matches. Uh, and yeah, CM Punk getting, getting whether whether he's a pain in the ass or not, getting CM Punk's going to be too. They need to get him back. That's not going to happen. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't know if this is too lofty a goal. Yeah, <laughs> throwing yeah, a hot dog down. Six, throwing a hot dog down the tunnel people here. are going to be waiting for CM Punk and they don't come out. And they get Drew McIntyre. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. All right, whatever. Fuck. And then the, the last thing I wanted to discuss before we go on to the ECW show, of course, this week, um, the legendary sheep herder slash bushwhacker Butch Miller passed away. And uh, I know, Chad, you had mentioned that you actually worked with them. I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I worked with them like like three or four times. And 
And every single time it was all, was it, hey, man. Hey. <laughs> um, the only thing I can tell you is, what the fuck is Skibbles? All right, well, when I when I grab Luch, or whatever his name is, Butch, Luch, whatever his name is, <laughs> and we do the headbutt gimmick, it's like, you know, you just bump. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what it is? I mean, I, I work with them guys, I don't know. I don't know, probably seven, 12 times, probably, work with them. It was always the same match. It was like, dude, this match is not, never mind. You know what I mean? Never mind. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. It had to be long in the tooth by the time you got in the ring. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm assuming they were working the, the very, very uh, slowed down Bushwhacker match at that point. Yeah, pretty much. It was like it was like you know, we we jump them, you know them. We do this, 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 and this, and then they they make the comeback, and the guy brings his head into us or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, all right, cool, whatever, man. Well, the episode that we're talking about here—the bushwhacker, mate. But I will say this: you had to be better working snooker. Oh, it's 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 you got like some sort of fucking, you know, um, some sort of to do with them guys. But snooker, dead. (laughs) Well, the episode we're talking about here, BCW. Oh, go ahead, Chad. Well, and but that's what I was going to say is they they also no, I I just love love working. They were smart in the fact that they saw, okay, we're going to go work for Vince McMahon and we're just going to be able to work a style where we're not going to get hurt. We're not going to have to bleed. We're not going to have to do this and that and get paid a bunch of fucking money to do it and have fun with it. So, you know, I don't begrudge them at all. You know, a lot of people shit on the Bushwhacker gimmick. I think it added longevity to their careers. And I mean, not that I don't love them as the sheep herders, but I just, I, you know, I never, I never put them down for doing that gimmick. Well, it's like smart. Luke said. Luke said in that like tribute he put to Butch, he, they were in their forties when they got there, so it's like Jesus Christ, you know, it's like we've been mm-hmm. doing this forever. So, so God bless them. Dude, sheep herders are like sheep herders are like in my top like, um, I don't know, three probably of uh, ten. How much money they drew? Mm-hmm. They drew money. They drew money with the Fantastics. They drew money with Rock and Roll. Um, they drew money with, with Carlos and Ayala. You know, mm-hmm. like they they fucking drew money everywhere they went. And Butch was like, and Butch was like, every time we worked, it was always like, "Hey, mate." Um, the, you know, he showed me he showed me their deal. This is what we're doing. Like, yeah, all right, whatever, man. It's cool. And it's like, yeah, all right. And, you know, five, what, five, seven? Five, seven minutes, probably. And we just go, like, all right, man. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, and <laughs> you, you, know, know I mean? you, you know you're in there with a pro and you know you're not going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it was gonna be the it was gonna be the match in the night where the crowd's gonna like go, yeah, yay. Oh, after that, what are you gonna follow up with? I don't know. 
Well, we will go ahead and dig into this episode of ECW here on Reliving the Extreme from July the 4th, 1995. It seems like we've been doing this show forever. But anyway. Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't I, which one of you fucking um, hillbillies in that text to say, didn't, or was it a group text where I said, didn't I do the show? <laughs> Technically, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I mean, because I, I, I went back and put through my notes and I was like, hey, I got notes on the show. I think I think I had notes on the show twice. Because I think I watched it before, whatever, and did notes on it. And then we were supposed to do it the one time and then do it. Now I, I didn't even look for my notes. I just even have less. My other, my other notes are probably funnier. <laughs> the first, the first, the first set usually is you can't, you can't yeah. recreate it. You can't recreate it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Seinfeld. Well, Joey introduces the show here as we start the uh, program, and he's going to show us footage. From the fan cam from ECW in uh, Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, and the notes that we now have new tag team champions, Raven and Stevie Richards, which we are going to get footage from that later on, so we'll deep a little, dig a little deeper into that in a minute. But then more fan cam footage of Shane hang Douglas. On, let me, let me, no, sure. Hang on, let me stop you right there. Um, about what, when do we, when, at what point did we start seeing the fan cam footage? footage like how many shows ago or or is this like it's got to be close to the early point right oh yeah i was gonna say i think we have seen it before but I, we haven't seen it recently like the last time we had fan cam footage might have been when they were doing um Funkin cactus maybe yeah but it's been a minute so uh, it's been where, a while, where, so. where was Funkin cactus with one it wasn't florida it was when they did the the branding deal Right, that Florida. Oh, the arena. No, that was um, that wasn't fan cam. That actually showed. That was actually the home video stuff, wasn't it? So like, it wasn't fan. It wasn't fan cam. It was just their shitty camera work. Yeah, but, yeah. But it was them selling. It wasn't it them selling the videotape like four months before you could get it in three months. <laughs> I, I I remember what you're talking about. Because they like the, the the turnaround on that show was so fast with trying to sell the the, the the VHS tapes, but the turnaround the VHS tapes weren't as fast as the demand for it. The demand was hot, but there was no way you weren't getting that tape in that calendar year. Right, I was going to say, would you like to see this wonderful show from last year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, if you got the tape, the only thing you're blessed with is the fact that you know that Tommy lips, Tommy Dreamer's lips are licked envelopes. Well, the next fan cam that they show us is uh, Cactus Jack and Shane Douglas in the ring. Cactus is kind of discussing how they're, they're discussing how they're they're friends. They're still friends. Um, and there was a great line. There was a great line hearkening back to Saturday Night Live because Cactus says, "Shane, you ignorant slut." And I thought that was funny. Slut. Yeah, Play on the old Dan Aykroyd yeah, deal. I don't know what the line was actually from. When Dan Aykroyd and uh, Jane Curtin again, used to do. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, it, it's like Nate said, it was um, Mick going back to SNL where um, Aykroyd was like, Jane, you ignorant slut. You know, it, it, it worked because he was like, Shane, you ignorant slut. And it works because Shane, at this point, they were selling him as a slut because he's selling himself to the WWE or WWF at that point. And that's the whole wow. 
How many people Basis. do you think are that? God, oh, sorry. I, I doubt many people can actually caught on it. I know. Like, literally, that's a, that's an explanation right there that you would have to be a diehard. <laughs> you know, just be like, damn, all right. No, no shit. All right. If that's what it was, I got you, man. That, that's cool. I still Shane like and Cactus. Jane from Orange Cassidy's song. Well, Shane and Cactus shake hands here again, letting us know that they're still they're still friends after they've had this little spat for the past few weeks over the World Championship. We get footage of Luna suplexing Stevie Richards, which is fun. Then we just have a, a variety of promos, just real quick. Um, Sandman and Woman, Two Cold Scorpion. There's nothing of of any sort really of these promos. It's just little sound bites of Sandman and Woman, Two Cold Scorpio. Aaron's Aaron's favorite big Valpuccio. Yeah, and they <laughs> zoom on him like four times. He's like Puccio. 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 It's like that's the hey, guy. You're that's the way you do it, dude. That's the way you get over it. I mean, I, I'm I'm remembering it right now. <laughs> For different reasons than he wanted me to, but <laughs> I'm still remembering it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I liked all I liked all that shit. You know how they just threw together like you know whatever ten or eight or ten, um, just soundbite stuff. You know, without mm-hmm. the Pulp Fiction music. You know, right, and that's what. And that's what I was saying um, before we got cut off last time. Um, that's what I was saying. Like this was, I don't necessarily want to say it was because I wasn't there, but I think this was the. Um, realization for Paul that we can take these guys that maybe don't have a lot going on, but splice this shit in quick, and it's like it's kind of like the birth of Pulp Fiction. Of course, dude, it's, it's the it's the it's the quintessential um, I guess definition of what what when or when they shit making chicken salad. You know what I mean? He's like, look at this. These guys are fucking idiots. Out here, and uh, we got all the we got like 1200. Now we now we got probably like 15 1500 people in here that are really ready to tear this building apart. <laughs> you know, what I mean? he's like, fuck Let's go all the way here. Oof, and they're yeah. really pushing the empire. That's something that we've discussed before about, about Paul E is his ability to take someone, no matter who they are, accentuate their positives and downplay their negatives. and you know, if a guy's not good on the mic, then we're going to figure out something to do where him not being good on the mic works into his gimmick. Or yeah, I was a classic example. They gave me Jason. Because I guess my promo didn't work, Paul. You know what I mean? You know, because I wasn't, I wasn't very, I wasn't very well skilled or versed in, in cutting promos like in front of people and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it stunk. And then I figured, all right, well, Paul is going to give me Jason. All right. Jason's going to talk for me now. So, yeah, I, I get it. And then all he could come up with has, how do you like my suit? <laughs> well, then we show footage of the Taipei death match between the, uh, the Rotten Brothers. And um, Bill Alfonso comes out and, and stops the match. 
Aaron, do you remember? Because I don't have it in my notes. Do you remember what what pre- preface preface he used for stopping the match? Like what his pretense was preface. for being able to stop the match? It's pretense is what I meant. Bodyguard. <laughs> it was um, blood. I think it was that Axel had too much blood in his eye. Well, the public. Yes, that you're right. That's that is what it was. Yeah. The public enemy and the gangsters come out and they head to the ring and fight in the aisle. Yeah, yeah. But they Alfonso comes out at first and stops the match. And then the gangsters and public enemy kind of distract Alfonso. And Todd Gordon comes back in the ring and restarts the match. We're going to restart the match. I don't think I saw this. Uh, Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think this is what I saw. I think I think what I watched was the gangsters came out like like before Axel and Ian started fighting, like before they started brawling, and they just went to like a music video or something. And I was like, oh, they, that's because I was like hoping to watch Axel. Like I didn't see any of this. Yeah, well, they they did though. They zipped through this shit really fast, clip wise. Like it shows Alfonso stop the match, then it shows Public Enemy and the gangsters come out, then it shows Todd Gordon restart the match. So you may have missed it. You might have blinked or peed or something and missed the the first part of the. It had the to segment. have been quick, Sonny Jim. It had to have been quick because you know I was sitting there waiting to see Axel, and if I did anything, I walked about not even eight feet to get a beer. <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't even get eight feet worth of of, uh, of a TV timing. That's a I'm new sure measurement. I'm sure they want you to have to buy the home video to see the Taipei death match. Oh yeah, you're never, you're never going to see that video uh, advertisement again. Um, if you if you have any of the old ECW tapes, oh my God, they shoved that one down your throat. This is this is about you it for Ian, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I think I think uh, one of one of Ian's next matches. I think he might even be a fucking job guy with me, or, or Tony Stetson or something, <laughs> or or even maybe not. <laughs> maybe maybe this is it. But everybody but Ian could see that, and that's a sad thing. Everybody everybody in the locker room because Ian didn't know Ian was a terrible politicker. I don't know if I mentioned it on the show before. Like he was a terrible politicker, and. Uh, and he didn't, he alienated himself from a lot of people in the locker room, but I was always friends with him because I kind of grew up with him, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I just knew I was like, I knew it. You're not gonna do this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, 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 not a great idea to go to Paul and say all this stuff. That's not gonna happen. I, I think he wanted to get paid like I don't know, Sandman money, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, I mean, so you actually want to get paid. Oh, all right. And, and that's your demand? I want Sandman money? All right, whatever. Uh, it's why I didn't make Meltzer or didn't make Meltzer. The, uh, the next thing Sandman. we see is Sandman money is like two cases. Of- yeah, I mean, I've heard that. <laughs> and then later on, each of you got bigger, it was like two cases. Like a half ounce of blow and a bra. <laughs> you know, and like that that guy's easy to take care of, man. I mean it depends on what town you live. <laughs> blow might be the hardest part for him. The next piece of footage we see here is the uh, public enemy in the ring with 
it looks like half of the audience in the ring with them all getting down in the ring with the public enemy. You know, again, we can say what we want about that those guys and their pajamas and everything. They were over with that ECW crowd. You can't deny it. No, I mean, how could you? And it, and it, it doesn't it make the imagine the people that were like into it then that are where they are now, and they look back and they see that shit, and you guys be like, oh, oh. That's why I never, when I went to live shows, I never popped for Hogan. I may, I may have gotten the Hogan chill. I'm not gonna lie, I've gotten the Hogan chill. And if you ever got anywhere close to the front row, and Hogan came out, you get it too. And this, and this dude told me, "Oh, you get the, you're, you're gonna get the Hogan chill." Oh, fuck the Hogan, the jabroni, blah blah. They just be like, "Oh, oh, oh!" I was like a little schoolgirl. All of a sudden, I had a sign. I didn't even bring a sign. Like, I don't even know where I got it from. <laughs> I love you, Hawkers. <laughs> I was gonna say Hulkamania is just oozing out of your pores. I was like, "Where did I get this from?" I didn't even bring it. But that's that's the ECW. That's the ECW people, man. And and and, and the people that 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 were in the ring were the ones that fueled it, you know. And then the, the crowd, it, yeah, it was crazy. It was awesome, unbelievable. It changed the whole wrestling business. Aaron, any thoughts there before we roll on? No. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we get the, the next segment is Joey Styles in the ring with Shane Douglas. And Shane Douglas cuts the longest fucking promo in the history of professional wrestling. I swear it's half the show is this Shane Douglas promo. And I understand it's it's he's on his way out. This is this is you know some of the highlights here. He t- they talk about how he's headed to WWF. He is leaving ECW. Um, of course, like Aaron has mentioned before, the ECW fans are fickle. So now they're chanting "Shane is dead" and they're wooing for Ric Flair. Go figure. Pavlov's Pav Pavlov's dog here, yeah. but um, these fucking idiots. <laughs> like, oh, Ric Flair was a piece of shit. He's an asshole. And then when Shane leaves, they're like, oh, we want Flair. We want Flair. You fucking morons. Well, I, mean, I, I, I just think it was great that, I mean, take the Flair shit out of it because and that's that's kind of only just a Philly thing, you know, basically. It's not a Baltimore. It, it, it's, it is now, but it was then. Uh, you know, the, the, the blue Flair against the, um, uh, but, but the, yeah, that's, um, yeah, it's just Shane, just Shane going out there and and saying they going to the they going to the. Well, did, he didn't say he was going. He said he was entertaining, right? No, at this point he is going. He is going. He he, oh, he actually going. yeah he he actually tells Joey he's going to give him a scoop, and the scoop is, and he hands him a WWF T-shirt. So yeah, at this point he's pretty much like I'm I'm fucking out of here. Um, I mean yeah, we I mean we know he's actually going, but I didn't know if he um. This, this ain't his last gimmick, is it? Like, not. I mean, for this run, is this his last gimmick, or does I don't? Does it work? I think I think he might have. We might have a couple more weeks because this is July fourth. It was probably taped. I think it was taped July first. He makes his first vignette in the WWF a couple of weeks before SummerSlam of '95. So, if anything, maybe another month he's going to be around. So we had plenty, he had plenty of time to get out of there and then get up there and get in the system, like do all that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, it's perfect. Diamond. 
Because, I mean, in, in actuality, it was pretty fast turnaround. You know? I mean, because guys nowadays, their turnaround is overnight. You know what I mean? But, I mean, back then, it was always, like, contract shit. You know, like, oh, you know. And, and what Paul was contracted, seriously. <laughs> I don't even know what they were. <laughs> Contracts on the back. It's on the back of an Arby's napkin. Dude, seriously. I, 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 one time I got a taco with uh, a small medium drink and a, and a side of like potato fries with a checks. Yeah, I'd like a, I'd like a taco yeah, with a side of, with a, I'd like a taco with a side of my contract, please. I just Sorry, I just know these mongoloids in the ECW arena were like, oh, Flair's terrible. But the minute Shane's like, oh, I'm going to the WWF, they're like, oh, we want Flair. We want Flair. When he talks, you're fucking morons. That's Philadelphia, dude. I mean, they're they're accused of being the smartest fans in the world. And I can also accuse them of being some of the dumbest. They're fucking fickle. Like they, I mean, they're, they're, they're too smart for their own good. Philly fans. They, um, because they all read the sheets and they all fucking talk. I mean, this is not even, this is like not even stereotypical Jim Cornette, Bischoff, whatever, running it. Yeah, they're all the same people. They all live in their mom's basement. They all do. I did it. I, I was one of them. I know. I know what these people are, you know? Half of them don't have girlfriends, and and the reason why they didn't take their girlfriend out to the show because you didn't want to see their girlfriend. You know, <laughs> and, uh, that's the reason why. She's the one uh, with the neck beard. That's that's. I mean, that's exactly what ECW people were. <laughs> exactly, but dude, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it for the world. I'd. I'd rather. I'd feel much safer if I was ever in some sort of crisis you know like a world crisis whatever and i stumbled and like all of a sudden the east w arena was packed with the fans and that was my only safety i feel safer with them fucking idiots than i would out in the real world believe me i wouldn't crawl into a walmart it was my last breath no well after as shane wraps up this long diatribe with joey woman comes out um and of course she's she's swerving shane because sandman's gonna come out here in a minute but she tells, you know, she starts complimenting Shane, telling him how great he is. The crowd actually did pop me with the Shane's got a Woody chant. They had a, we had a Shane's got a Woody chant from the crowd as the woman was standing in front of him. But then Shane calls her a hoe, Shane calls her a hoe bag and she slaps him. <laughs> it's funny because half of the, half of the people that were standing in the back, if they would have sat down, you would have saw the fucking back row had a Woody. Yeah. It's fucking woman. Back rows got <laughs> like how how easy could that have been a, a work? Um, yeah, I saw it. I know what you're talking about, but I know. I mean, I don't know Shane specifically. I'm not. You know, I I've been a shower with Shane a time or doesn't mean I'm a pecker checker. But um, but but like he wears like a um, like a under thong underneath his gimmick. You know, like a lot, all the guys do. They like, like, I, I could never do it. I couldn't do that shit. Yeah, but it's so easy to fucking, you know, you gotta pull it up, pull it up. <laughs> and when you're wearing like skin tight, like lycra spandex, 
you can just go ahead, pull it off and make a little indentation there. That's going to easily, and you can see why, right? Yeah, absolutely. Coming out of a woman. I mean, seriously. Yeah, but I got it. I got it, dude. It's a little knob. Um, like I said, Shane then calls calls a woman a hoe bag. She slaps him across the face. Um, he asks her for another slap. And then the Sandman comes in, attacks Shane from behind, but Cactus Jack comes out to uh, go after the Sandman. Joey Styles follows Shane up the aisle and asks uh, his opinion on this whole mess, and Shane says he will beat the Sandman. So you are correct, Chad. We are not completely done with Shane McMahon yet. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, sorry, Shane Douglas, <laughs> Shane McMahon doing Dance Dance Revolution at WrestleMania. Sorry, is I don't I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to speculate just because we're gonna watch it anyway. Aaron, yeah, be my fact man here. Is Shane doesn't Shane have another match with Sandman where Steve Austin is gonna show up? Uh, possibly because I think I think no, that I they I, I think. I don't think they crossed. No, they don't. It, it, it's it's Sandman, um, Steve. Sabu, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Sandman, um, Steve and Mikey. Okay, well, I, okay, you maybe you're right. Yeah, because I just remember I know there's an ECW Championship match that Steve Austin comes out and challenges the winner. Um, yeah, but, it's it's when Mikey rolls up Steve. Because okay. they okay they went for years off Mikey being the guy that beat Steve and Mikey doing the the move and Steve stealing it from Mikey. All right. Well, I got my shit fucked up there, but I'm pretty sure we still do have a Shane Douglas Sandman match coming. It's up. all the same. I mean, it's all it all it all works out. We all know we all know where we're going. And Aaron, are you banged up? Huh? Banged up? Banged up? What? Are you banged up? Is what he said. No. Uh, oh, all right. It's, it sounds like you're coming through, like on the on the on the thing, like because I can't see you. It's coming through, like it's like you're kind of slurred because the, the words are taking like a second and a half to, to come through on my end. I don't know if Nate, if Nate's here. Or, I don't care if you are anyway. I'm banged up. Where <laughs> right. are you? I'm good. Yeah. Well, now we actually get to the fan cam footage of the tag team championship change. The gangsters costing the public enemy the tag team titles in a loss to Raven and Stevie Richards. However, um, Jim Molyneux comes out to correct Mr. Finnegan. The decision is reversed, but then Bill Alfonso comes out and reverses the decision again. So the belts do go to Raven and Stevie Richards. Love Bill Alfonso, man. What a fucking oh, pest. What a fucking pest. Seriously. Because you know what the cool thing about Fonzie was? He was putting heat on the referees that in the company, the only companies that had TV or doing anything that referees had heat. You know? Nobody knows any, nobody knows Jimmy Corderas. You know what I mean? Jack like, Stone. And, and every once in a while, um, Joey would mention you know, Larry Finnegan or Jim Molyneux or whatever. And all them years of all them guys going on that show, 
they knew they were the two refs. And how fast did they turn on Pee Wee? Because they knew Pee Wee was the, who was this guy? Yeah. Yeah, dude. That, um, the, the referees, the referees there, dude, they were the best. And Alfonso coming in was like, um, you know, if, if you were like a local and you were invested in the product, you know, like, like you know, we are, obviously. And if you were there and you're in there, like, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these guys are Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission officials. <laughs> you know? But, you know, you're suspending disbelief. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know they're not. <laughs> they're, going, they're going back to the guys in the back and they're getting the finish and they're getting accused of where I should be, where I shouldn't be. But but in your mind, they're Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission officials. <laughs> Their word goes. And for Fonzie to, to even bring that up. Because at that time, that commission was in so disarray of Pennsylvania. Like, ECW had a lot of problems. A shit ton of problems. Almost to where ECW didn't happen problems. If it wasn't for somebody's outside money that solved them problems. But yeah, but Pennsylvania's got a strict athletic commission. And I guess, I don't know, 60% of the, 75% of them guys that were in that building that been to a show where they know they couldn't see blood or they couldn't see mm-hmm. this. They knew about it. So Fonzie, like, you know, it's even, it, Maryland's the only stricter commission in Pennsylvania. So Fonzie to come out there and say that he's going to start enforcing all them rules was like the greatest thing in the world. He's like, you know, everybody has the rules. <laughs> and he's going to be out there. And I was just like, dude, how it's like instant heel heat, um, like all time heel heat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like ridiculous heel heat. And he's not even a worker. I mean, a wrestler. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Aaron, your thoughts on this uh, tag title segment? Any? I, I, Fonzie, as like Jad said, Fonzie's just doing a great job at it. And I think he was one of the best characters to have in that fucking building. Okay. Just the guy's like, yeah, 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 you know, he's like, he looks like a fucking retard. And he's gonna, he's gonna shut the show down if somebody bleeds, you know, like that type of thing. Like, Fonzie was a great heel magnet, in my opinion. How would you, how would you describe Fonzie? Like, like what character today would you describe Fonzie as? Because you know, he's just like a, a middle of the show guy. That you know you're going to get the, the heat on. Like, who, what guy would you describe him to today? I mean, the only thing that popped into my mind, and I'm not even sure it's even close, is that boobs guy. Oh, no, Rick Boobs. I don't know. He walks. In, I mean, he seems to get beat up. Like he shows up in the back playing his guitar, and then he gets beat up. He takes the bunk for Elias. You know, I mean, like he's, but he's nowhere near Bill Alfonso level. But you know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. that character that. But he, they, he shows up, and you you, know, you want to hit him so much that you want to see him get beat up. But, but how long did it take for Bill Alfonso? It took a year, right? Wasn't it a year? Or no, no, no. How long did it take for Bill Alfonso to get chokeslammed? It had to have been months, right? It had oh, to yeah, it's, it's a while. It's definitely a while because this thing builds and builds and builds. Because when it finally happens, it's like, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think I think I mean I remember we used to joke around in the locker room about um, Jen because um, I remember when I think Bonzi got told he was gonna he had to take a joke with him. I think it was like like in Florida or something, and he he, I, he was like one of them guys that tried to politic his way and doing it like the angle longer that maybe he get his way out of it, but there was no way. That Fonzie was not walking out of that ECW arena without getting choked. That was happening no matter what he said. And, you know, we all saw the end result. Well, speaking of Fonzie, once again, he rears his head during this match as well. The next match on the show is Taz versus Two Cold Scorpio. Um, it's a slower, it's a slower paced match than the other ones that we've seen them have, but I think it's the reason is because it's it's just there to be a short TV match. Um yeah, was there a rerun? It was. It was from. No, um, no, this, no, this was first run. This was a first run match, but this was this was definitely like not intended to be. This this wasn't intended to be a, a match for a video cassette. This was intended to be a match for TV for sure. Um, they do a finish where yeah, Taz gets the Tazplex. Taz gets the Tazplex on Scorpio and pins him, but Scorpio's feet are in the ropes. So out comes Bill Alfonso. Of course, restarts the match, and uh, he says, if any of the wrestlers touches him, he will shut down ECW. So since he said any of the wrestlers, Paul E. does it. Um, Paul E. and, and uh, Alfonso scrap a little bit. The Scorpio gets a chair shot on Taz and a leg drop on the chair on Taz for the pin, and Fonzie counts the one, two, three. So... Now you got Polly and Taz are pissed off at Fonzie. Well, go go back to go back to Polly when Polly came out. Um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if, if the Peacock Channel like did it or anything, but, but did you hear a pop when Polly like did his gimmick? I mean, I don't know. Did you? Did you? The, the, um, I I don't I don't I remember. I didn't hear anything. I don't, I, I don't. I don't remember to be honest with you. Um, no, I, I'm just saying. On my end, I don't remember. I, I didn't hear anything, and I made a note about it. Like Paulie like, specifically coming out, you know, to, you know, to do the deal and stuff. And I'm thinking, like, I don't hear like this huge like pop. Like right. I didn't hear it, and I, I don't know if that's Peacock. Maybe because when they did, did he come out to any music? Because if it came out the music, then he definitely he sweetened it. And if you cut the music out, you cut the audience out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I was just I like, what do you mean? He, he Paul's not over? <laughs> um, Fonzie cuts a the crowd is The crowd is chanting, is chanting, Fonzie must die. So, and I, I thought this was really funny. Fonzie says he's going to fire the fans of EC. He's going to fucking fire everybody. He's going to fire the fans. Of ECW, fuck yeah, <laughs> fire everybody. Which Polly or Fonzie don't fire him. This is the only job they have. It's the Jerky Boys. <laughs> fire everybody. Like, you know, he, he's just gonna tell. So I mean, he's not gonna. It's gonna get names and numbers of everybody that's in that building. <laughs> and, and they're not allowed to come back anymore. Like it's preposterous. <laughs> And that's the best part about it is that it's preposterous. All like, of all oh, of what? yeah, I was gonna say all of Bill Alfonso is pro- preposterous, and I love it. He's like a, he's like a comic book villain. He's great. 
Yeah, and and the and the best part about Bill is like he got it. You know what I mean? Like you know, you would have never thought that he would have gotten it because he, I always looked at him as, as the goof referee from Florida. You know what I mean? I mean everywhere. He's just and then really because he's been a referee so long, like he got it. And I mean, besides the crack and all that stuff, he was a funny dude. Maybe it was the crack and all that stuff. <laughs> Maybe <know>. it was. <laughs> but, yeah, but all I know is that, that dude was a that dude was a funny dude, man. Like he like literally he's got he's got some stories, dude. Cause you know, when you're a little fucking when you're a downtown Bruno looking motherfucker, like um a superstar will, will grab you and attach you to him and and you'll see a lot of shit that they do that they don't want you to tell anybody they do. So his book could be outstanding. Aaron, any thoughts on this before we move on to our final segment? Not really. He said, nah. Right. <laughs> nah. <laughs> well, the next segment is uh, more Shane Douglas to end the show. Joey uh, Joey Styles, come, uh, he shows footage of Sandman and Cactus at Hardcore Heaven with Shane Douglas coming out, pile-driving Sandman um, while Sandman is wrapped in barbed, barbed wire. Um, and then Todd Gordon comes out with the intention. I didn't see of, any of this either. Um, well, yeah, and Todd Gordon comes out and he's yelling at Douglas, and Douglas tells Todd he'll stay in, e- in ECW if he gets on his knees and begs him to stay. Todd Gordon fires him. You're fired, Shane Douglas. And then uh, Shane Douglas hits Todd Gordon and starts beating him up. And then, of course. Out comes nine one one. One of his classic. Did Todd take one of his classic awful bumps? Yes, Todd took one of his classic. It looks like you just pushed him out the uh, the the door of an airplane, so he's flying out into the sky. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> he always falls yeah, to the arm. side. It's it's very it's very uh, Mary Melodies kind of a fall for. Uh, it's it's the classic. I don't know. I never went to wrestling school. Bump. It's a classic bump. You know, even Billy Man takes the same bump. You know, it's like you never went to wrestling school. You don't know how to bump. Yeah. When you punch the guy, the guy pretends like, oh, I've watched this a million times. This is how you fall. You know? <laughs> and it looks the best. <laughs> I'm glad Todd represented. And then to round it out, nine one one comes out. And gives Shane Douglas a choke slam to send the ECW crowd home happy. And that is the end of this edition of ECW from July the 4th, 1995. Not a great show. It's, it's getting, I don't know, like, where, where are we? I mean, this is what the first show in weeks that we've had not, not a, a shit ton of recap. Yeah. Well, and this is the first show. This is the first show in quite some time. That we've watched that I was actually could say that I didn't really dig this show. Like we've had some really good TV the past month or so. And this one just I don't know. I don't know if it was just because it was so Shane heavy with the, the long ass promo and everything, but it just they kind of lost me on this one. Yeah, I mean I, I mean me personally, I may have been there for the Shane because I you know he's the guy that sold the houses. But I was all in the back of my mind, I was like, Yeah, he ain't the guy. Yeah. She, she ain't the guy and he's leaving anyway you know and, and none of us had any information on that other than what Shane was, would tell you you know right. once it became Shane's got a deal 
right? But when nobody knew who was going to step up and be the next guy. And then the whole locker room was looking around going, like, you know? And then we, we kind of start knowing who him is. And then we is it going to be him? It probably could be him. You know what I mean? Because then you start to have to, re- then you start to have to rely on your own, you know, resources. Mm-hmm. And it's like Shane's not here anymore, man. You know, and whatever Shane's star power was that we had, that was the residual of Gilbert. It's gone. So, so right. Heck, Terry, I mean Sabu, <laughs> you guys are gonna have to step up here, buddy. <laughs> huh? Aaron and Maybe your, your well, I think this show was a lot of kind of like what Chad said, where it's a show of people trying to like say the show the show is progressing and the storylines are progressing and it, it's Almost there. <laughs> 15 minutes. Sorry. This show was really good in the fact that it set Shane up to be the complete heel in it and sold him that way. Well, it's, it's setting him up to be the complete heel in it. But I mean, it's also setting them up into um, you don't know how they're 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 going to complete this, because you know, okay, Shane's leaving, okay, right. So what? I mean, okay. So what? What's the matchup? Is this Shane and Sabu, or who is who? We are Shane and if it's Shane and Funk is worthless. Who who, who is who is the um, matchup we're talking about for him leaving? Raven? Probably just. It's, I was gonna say it's probably just Shane and Sandman again. All right, okay, Shane and Sandman again. Like, all right, so the the best this show is- should be Sandman. Or sorry, this show should be Shane and Raven. Well, how does Raven get in there? Like, like Shane's not going to challenge Raven. He, well, he must have. To, I don't know. I, how do you do it? Open challenge. He beat Sandman. Sam, you know, I don't know. I, I I haven't watched the next show, so I don't know. I haven't watched them either. But these people, <laughs> ignorant. <laughs> we are gonna get there. So, Chad, Aaron, <laughs> any parting words for our listeners this week? Aaron, you go beat up them hillbillies up the street. Uh, uh, really. I'm gonna fucking go to. Goddamn bad after I drink like three beers. <laughs> Chad, your parting words this week? <laughs> yeah, follow Aaron. You can find Aaron on fucking Twitter. Follow him. Cheers. <laughs> I might be calling a follow up on him anyway. Um, <laughs> no, you can find me. You can find me on Twitter. It's Chad Austin or Hoover the Mirror. And then on Facebook, and if you go to Chad's video vault, um, I have thousands and thousands of videos that I, that I, I, I display, and I also let go at a reasonable price without flat out saying that I fucking sell them. <laughs> and and it's, it's two dollars a piece. Come on, here. Chad's video vault. Yeah, 
you're the man. <laughs> and join oh, us, of I course. Guess. Join us all, of course, on Facebook on the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network Facebook page. That being said, Aaron, you go to bed, and we. I'm not gonna go to bed. I'm gonna drink it. Goddamn. We'll see everybody next week on Reliving the Extreme. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week. I don't think that's happening.